When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Friday Q&A Day returns. I haven't done one for a couple of weeks because I really wasn't up to it. But I'm slowly recovering from my surgery. And uh, today I thought we'd do a few questions that you send in at TalkingRealMoney.com. TalkingRealMoney.com. You send them in at the contact form. You record them. And then I get them. And I've got a bunch of them. So I'm going to try and get through as many as I can comfortably, but it may not be as many as usual. So if you'd like to leave a question, you can call us at 855-935-TALK 24-7. You can also call us live on Saturdays from noon until 2 Pacific time, 3 to 5 Eastern at 855-935-TALK. But as I mentioned, you can also go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on the contact form and send your question in there just like Dr. P does. Hi, Tom and Don. Dr. P here from King of Prussia. Big fan of the program. I've been leaving a number of questions with you lately, so I hope you don't mind, but I really respect your opinions. Oh, and by the way, Don, yes, you are correct. The call from Brooklyn is affiliated with me, and that was a good catch on your part. We had a good laugh on that one. My daughter recently changed jobs and asked me if she should contribute to an HSA. I said yes, but if deferred income is limited, I would focus on 401k contributions as a priority. Then I did a bit more research, and I feel it was half correct, so I wanted to run the scenario by you guys. I found a few articles stating HSAs are one of the best investment vehicles over IRAs and even 401ks. The recommended priority for contributions are as follows. Invest in 401k up to the employer match. Then invest into HSA up to the max, then back to the 401k, and when contributions are exhausted, contribute to a Roth. My question is, do you agree with the priorities mentioned and that HSA is one of the best investment vehicles? If not, what would you recommend for this scenario? Secondly, I need to move an HSA from a former employer, and I looked at two companies, HSA Bank and Lively. Both use TD America and Devonair. The fees for Devonair is 30 basis points with HSA Bank on the first 50K and 50 basis points with Lively. You think these fees are typical and reasonable? I did not check TD America fees. Thank you as always. I love the witch's best questions. They're all good, and it's only tiny degrees of difference that separate them. But we are thinkers, we humans. Not always good thinkers, but we're thinkers. We, we overthink a lot, too. And to put them in an order, I think, is slightly disingenuous to say there's an absolute order. I'm not a big fan of absolutes anyway. But here's the reality. HSAs are great. They're wonderful. 
they're a great way, a really great, and we forget about this part, they're a great way to pay for some of your medical expenses because you can pay those medical expenses with pre-tax dollars. So it's like getting a 15 or 20 or 25% discount on medical care. That's wonderful. However, therein lies one of the problems with HSAs, and, and there are a couple. You, you mentioned one of them, and that's the fees. Many of these HSA providers with their 30 basis points or 50 basis point fees eat up a pretty decent portion of the benefit of having these accounts. And there's another problem, and that is <laughs> you need to keep the money that you might use for medical expenses more liquid, which means it's likely to earn little or nothing, very, very little. The earnings potential is small because I believe that it really should be the place from which you withdraw your medical expenses because of that tax advantage. So that leaves you with a dilemma. Maybe the solution is to set aside enough for what you anticipate will be your expenses over the next year and then get more aggressive with the rest. But again, the fees might eat into it. So I don't necessarily agree with it. I think, yeah, absolutely. 401k up to your match. I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer. That is free money. Past that, though, whether it's... In fact, I'm going to disagree with, with number three, too. Uh, number three, you said the 401k before the Roth IRA. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that because company 401ks tend to have, often have higher expense products, greater expense uh, for services and the like, not as great a variety. So I think it may be 401k up to the match. That's always the case. HSA or Roth IRA, then the rest of the 401k. That's how I would probably do it. But again, we're quibbling over basis points. Ooh, said we wouldn't say basis points. We're quibbling over fractions of a percentage point. So um, is it going to make a huge difference whether you go Roth first or HSA first? I don't think so. Not a big difference. The only real advantage to the HSA going out long term is the lack of a required minimum distribution. And that's not that big a deal. Deal? That big? I don't, I don't know. Hard to say. We're predicting the future. Let's take another call that came in from Talking Real Money now, shall we? Hi, Don and Tom. I have a question about CD interest and how is it taxed. I'm considering purchasing several six-month CDs at Vanguard, and I'm wondering what year or years the interest will be credited, and when will the tax be due? There are two types of CD payment frequencies listed on Vanguard's website. The first is at maturity, and the other is monthly. I would like to know if I purchase a six-month CD in October of this year, and it doesn't mature until March of next year, what year do I receive the 1099 interest tax form for? Would I be receiving a 1099 tax form this year and next year for the monthly interest CDs, but only one tax form for next year for the at maturity CDs? I enjoy listening to your podcast and get a lot of really useful information. So thanks for doing the show. Well, I think I know which answer you want. It is a pity that I have to give you the other answer. Because these at-maturity CDs also have another name. 
They're called zero-coupon CDs. Just like zero-coupon bonds, you buy them at a discount to their face value. They mature. They, in essence, give you the interest at maturity. However, the interest is considered to be earned along the way. So you will get a 1099 INT for the interest that was earned in 2022. You will get that early in 2023. And then the rest of the interest, you'll get a 1099 INT in 2024 for the 2023 earnings. So you do pay the taxes on the interest before you actually get the interest. That's just the way the tax law works. Thank you very much for the question, though. I appreciate it. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. If you have a question, just click on the contact form and then record your question from your computer really, really easily. And if you have a good mic on your computer, they end up sounding really good. Hey, Tom and Don, I appreciate the podcast. I have a Fidelity credit card, which you get a 2% rebate on. And right now, I just invest that each month, the rebate, into a mutual fund. It's easier to use a Fidelity fund for a variety of reasons. Right now, I use FBALX, which I thought was a index balance fund, but evidently is an actively managed fund. So just wondered in an active after-tax account where you guys would recommend that I use a balance fund, um, if possible, with Fidelity. And if they don't have any, then what would you recommend through Fidelity um, as a good fund to use? Thanks a lot. Well, I did a whole lot of research on this, and you're right about uh, Fidelity Balance. That is an actively managed fund with a uh, with an expense ratio of over half a percent, which is pretty darn pricey, particularly for a Fidelity. They don't have a balanced index. Now, other mutual fund companies do have a balanced index like Vanguard. However, you can't buy the balanced index through Fidelity without paying a transaction fee every time you buy, which is going to get onerous. However, Fidelity does allow you to buy ETFs without a transaction fee, and you can do it a little at a time. However, <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't a good balanced index fund that I would be happy with, and I've looked at a lot of them. So here's what I would do if I was faced with this situation. If you want a 60-40 balance, then what you should do is buy the ETFs VT, Vanguard Total Stock Index ETF, and BND, the Vanguard Total Bond Index ETF, your expenses will be below one-tenth of 1%, or uh, about uh, 20% the price of the Fidelity Balanced Fund. And that big an expense difference can make a difference. So... That's what I do. It's simple. Just do a 60-40 every time you go in and then rebalance every year or two. Thanks for your question to TalkingRealMoney.com. And let's go grab another one that came in that way. Hi, Tom and Don. This is Joe in Texas. I have a question I hope you can help me with. My company recently sent a notice of a 401k plan change. Uh, part of this was they eliminated the Goldman Sachs small cap value fund A with an expense ratio of 1.3%, which is obviously way too much. Uh, and they're transferring that into a Wilmington Trust small cap value fund 2 uh, R6 with a, a gross expense ratio of 0.10. 
And the description says the fund seeks to deliver capital appreciation by investing in American Century U.S. Small Cap Value Equity Trust, which is the underlying fund for which SEI Trust Company is a trustee and American Century Investment Management Inc. is a sub-advisor. When I looked up Wilmington Trust, I was not able to find anything specific about this fund. And when I looked at American Century uh, U.S. Small Cap Value Funds, it looks like that is an ETF uh, from Avantis. However, there was a, a footnote on this that says the investment option is not a mutual fund registered under the Investment Company Act of 1940. A prospectus is not available and shares are not publicly traded or listed on exchanges. So trying to get some more information on this fund, it, it sounds kind of sketchy. Uh, I know that anytime they add adjectives to the end of a fund, be very, very careful. And I'm very dubious of the very, very low expense ratio. So I wanted to see if you could provide me any insights on this. Thank you. Well, this is a legitimate product. It uh, These Wilmington trust products are um, are invested with all types of companies they have they invest they they use the management services of almost every mutual fund company in the country and this just happens to be one that uses American century which luckily is uh, as you said it's associated with Avantis which is very good this looks to me to be a a, a decent portfolio. It is it's small, value tilt, uh, well diversified. Expense ratio, though, is higher than what they say. That one tenth of one percent is just a part of it. They've got to also pay for the mutual fund management. And from what I can see in Morningstar's disclosure documents, the total fees and expenses that they quote are over half a percent, 0.54 percent per year. So it's it's a little little higher, but for a small cap value fund, that's not really terrible. So it looks like a decent product to get you that small value tilt. And the fact is, small value tilt is really hard to find in most 401k plans. So this isn't bad. This is pretty good. And here's yet another question from TalkingRealMoney.com. Hey, Tom and Don. This is Andrew. Hey, I got a question for you guys. My parents have about $150,000 in the bank. Uh, they're well-to-do. They have their income. They're up for investing and being a little more aggressive with their monies. They're in their 80s. They don't think they're going to spend this money. My question to you, how should this money be invested? Should it be aggressive? I mean, could you give me some kind of tips or what kind of funds to use? Thanks. Before I could make any kind of an, even a loose suggestion, I'd need to know a lot more about your parents. Because you say they're willing to take more risk and they probably won't need this money. But it's really important to know at their age how much liquidity they have. Safe money that is easily accessible without suffering a loss should the market decline further. That's important in their 80s because surprise costs, health costs particularly, 
can sneak up on you and really devastate you. And to 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 have a hundred thousand dollars and put it in an aggressive stock portfolio and have it worth you know forty uh, percent of that or fifty percent of that or sixty percent of that down the road is way too scary. Way too scary. I would be sorely tempted to take the hundred and fifty and maybe if it's just sitting in a bank leave some of it in a bank, and then maybe ladder some out in a couple of CDs, go to bankrate.com or go to someone like Schwab or Fidelity and buy secondary market CDs, ladder it out into some some CDs so that she can get or they can get a higher yield, but certainty. The most aggressive I would tend to be without knowing a lot more about their financial situation would be maybe a bond fund, but uh, I would not go crazy. Uh, they're in their 80s. They may need this money down the road. Now, after they've passed and left it to you guys, then you guys can certainly go hog wild and be as aggressive as you can stand being. But in the interim, I tend to lean conservative in a situation like this unless there's something, a really compelling reason why they should take risk. Because it sounds like they don't need to take risk. Therefore, why take risk? And if it's for you guys, for the heirs, be patient. The money will come to you someday. I think I, I would keep it safe for them. doesn't sound like they need to take a chance with it. So thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is the phone number to call us on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or to call us on Saturdays when we talk with you live on Talking Real Money, the radio show, which airs in Seattle. And you can call from anywhere in the country, though. 855-935-TALK between 3 and 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific. And let's take one more from TalkingRealMoney.com before we call it a podcast. Hi, Don and Tom. Um, I listen to you guys religiously, and I have a friend who lives in Brooklyn, New York, who is nearing retirement and has a lot of issues uh, surrounding her transition. She mentioned to me the other day that she was thinking about getting an annuity. She's concerned about having a steady source of income as she uh, ages. And I said, annuity's bad. Don't get an annuity. And I think she needs to talk to a financial advisor. But on your website, there's nothing that really helps find someone in her particular geographical area. New York is somewhat its own little fiefdom, and they have plenty of, of specific restrictions and requirements. And it's it, I think she needs to talk to someone who is knowledgeable about New York in particular. I looked on the internet and I can't make heads or tails of what's there. And I'm wondering if you could recommend a website or some uh, resource where I could find some names of some 100% fiduciaries. And then maybe I would even run them by you guys to see if, uh, if you think that what they're saying Sounds like it's kosher. Anyway, let me, let, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll listen to the podcast and see what you come up with. I love your show and you guys are doing a great service and much appreciated. Thank you. No annuity yet. No, it, it may be that an annuity is appropriate. Could be. Not often, but it could be a, an immediate annuity is the kind of thing she needs. It's very possible. If so, you need to get her into the least expensive kind of product you can get her into. But before that, you are also right. She needs to get with an advisor. 
Now, the good news is while we are – the firm Vestry that Tom and I founded is based out of the Pacific Northwest, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I think I'm starting to wear out from, from work. Uh, it uh, Recently, in the past couple of years, we merged with a national firm that has a major Northeast presence including a lot of people who work in the New York City area out of our Connecticut office, people who have intimate knowledge of the whole situation with New York taxes and New York rules and regs and all those things. So here's what we can do. Go back to vestory.com for right now. This will be changing in the next few weeks. But for right now, go to vestory.com and either call that number, the 800 386 3004 number and just talk with somebody and explain the situation to them that she wants to talk with somebody. You're not going to get a sales pitch. You're just going to get some help. And what will happen is that they, they will either start with somebody in Bellevue or they'll send you to somebody in Connecticut. But either way, they're going to, if they have questions about specific New York things, they're going to refer back to our, uh, our Northeastern offices, of which there are many at Appella Wealth to to get you the answers. So I would do that because I know our guys are going to treat you right, and I really don't know how to find somebody in New York who will. And I do know a lot of people who've worked with a lot of advisors out of New York City, and I do know that they do think a lot of themselves, and they charge an awful lot of money, and they uh, they they make a small fortune off of their clients. I'd rather see you go somewhere else or, ha- or see her even do it on her own if that's possible, but talk with one of our advisors. It's free. 800-386-3004. No sales pitch, no nothing. We have all kinds of resources in the uh, New York City, greater New York City area up in Connecticut, and uh, so we can help you with almost anything. Or you can go to vestry.com and just set up an appointment. Somebody will call you, and we'll begin the process, but it's really easy. Free, no pressure, nothing. Thank you so much for your questions, for your kind comments, for participating, for telling your friends. Because everybody, everybody deserves to be treated right when it comes to managing this most important part of life. I mean, there are a lot of things. Yeah, you can screw up the purchase of a car. You know, you're not going to, it's not going to destroy your future. But you mess this up and it could destroy years of your life. Make dramatic changes in the way you live that you don't want to make. So you've got to get these things right. And there are too many people out there when it comes to money who are willing to do or say anything to get it from you. So keep listening, tell your friends about it, share the podcast. It's really easy to do. There's a share button on most major podcast services. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald, hanging out most of my time at home recovering, but also doing a lot of reading so I can do a lot of talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program 
Investment is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.